Welcome to the Holy Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Heather, and this is the podcast where we strive for holiness even when everything in the world and our personal lives can feel like it's a massive hot mess. From deep theological chats to simple practical advice, we talk about it all here, all in hopes that we can encourage each other to keep our eyes, hearts, and minds set on heaven. Hey there, sweet friend. It's me getting loaded up for another episode. And um, I just wanted to talk a little bit today about triggers and trauma. And, you know, the whole point of this whole podcast is to look at everything through the lens of our Catholic faith, right? And a lot of that is me sharing my own personal experience with the hopes that it can touch and bless someone. And I say that little disclaimer, one, because we're going to touch on some touchy subjects but also because there's sometimes where you're going to listen to a podcast or see a reel or something, and that content's just not for you. It doesn't apply to your life. And I just hope and pray that if you're listening to this and it's not necessarily for you, that you can just gain some sort of wisdom and insight maybe into another person in your life and how they function or maybe what might be going on in their life. This is not a blanket statement. This is obviously all my opinion and opinions are shaped on personal experiences, right? And so just acknowledging that and putting that out in the open. Okay. So if you followed me on Instagram for any length of time, anytime in 2022, you might have caught a glimpse of the fact that I was praying in our adoration chapel that we have at our church. And honestly, by the time this podcast is going out, I might be living in Spain. (laughs) So what I'm referring to is the Adoration Chapel in Shreveport, Louisiana, where we lived. And it was 24-7 and it was amazing. And I was making an effort to get there, you know, every, for an hour, one day a week, early in the morning. And it was life-changing. I mean, duh, like, who knew spending an hour, like, alone with Jesus was going to be life-changing, obviously. So... I'm praying in there and I just had this overwhelming feeling where God was like, you need to find a spiritual director and a therapist. And honestly, I was doing pretty good. I was feeling real good. And so I was like, you know what, Jesus, you're right. I'm going to find a spiritual director and a therapist for when life is good. And then when life is not good, like I'll have those things in place. That's a great idea, Jesus. So I start looking. Well, In my suicide survival story episode, I went into this, but basically I found a telehealth professional, which was great because then I could put the kids on their, you know, tablets and just have therapy one day a week. Um, And, and it was great. And one thing I really learned through the whole process, because I was actually discharged, like quote unquote, graduated trauma therapy in February of 2023. And that doesn't mean that you're fixed, (laughs) you know, like we all have stuff, but I am very much of the opinion. And this is coming from me who was somebody who has been on a lot of prescription drugs in my life. I currently am not. I've gone since 2020, pretty anti big pharma, had a very big mental breakdown in 
I want to say December, 2020. And I might've said this before, but basically I was having symptoms that I now know are my response to PTSD. I've had significant trauma in my life, big T trauma and little T trauma, which are things that we all experience, right? And then our responses to it become very fight, flight, or freeze, okay? And that dictates how we cope with those feelings. So for me, I really would be triggered in some way, shape, or form, and now I can recognize those things. And then I would go into a depression, have, or start with crazy anxiety, and that would eventually lead to depression, things like that. So here I am thinking, I have like clinical depression and I need pills to get out of this clinical depression. And that is how psychiatry treated me. So I would go in and I'd see this woman once a month and she was very, very, very old. So very, very, very old school. She would listen to my symptoms and she'd write me a new prescription. And at one point I walked out of there with five new prescriptions in my hand. I have a low libido. I am tired. I can't focus, you know? So she's like, you're ADHD. You're this, you're that, you're this. Well, going through trauma therapy, my trauma therapist was able to look at me and say, you don't have ADHD. You don't have clinical depression. You don't have anxiety. Those are all symptoms of how you cope with trauma, how you are unhealthily coping with trauma. And so I say that because so many people, specifically in America, have a symptom and then they are drugged. And that is just kicking the can further down the road. It was not until 15 years after my trauma started that I was able to realize I've been kicking that can down the road. It manifests as addiction because I want to escape. It manifests as uh, self-harm because I want to get back at whoever is hurting me by visible signs or because the pain feels good. The, the physical pain feels better than dealing with my emotional pain. And in all of this, I've really understood triggers and trauma responses. And I, I think that this is a big deal because we are living in a past 20 years, 20 something years that has been nothing but crisis after crisis after crisis, right? Taking a quick ad break. This one is mental health and it's call me go. Remember that little device that helps you to ground yourself when you're in an anxious situation after you train yourself in a not anxious situation. I know I've spoken about it before. I love this device. Highly recommend it use it all the time. I actually have one for my oldest daughter also, and it is just a wonderful tool to help us naturally cope with the stressors that are coming in life, ground ourselves, come back to reality. So if you're interested in trying Call Me Go, head to holyhotmess.net slash callmego, C-A-L-M-I-G-O, and um, you can click through their link. We use the peppermint scented one. We love it. And you can also use code Holy Hot Mess to get $25 off your order. Now, back to the episode. So since I was in ninth grade, well, I think 98 was when Columbine happened. So we had Columbine and we had the coal bombing, which my dad was 
he wasn't in that carrier group, but they weren't releasing what the name of the ship was. And my dad was deployed over in that area. And so we didn't know which carrier group it was. So you got the coal bombing, the 9-11 happened. And um, then the shooting at Virginia Tech, which is where I went to college. Then, you know, personal traumas with sexual assault and things like that. And oh my gosh, what else? I mean, just in the past few years, like we've had riots and unrest and January 6th and, you know, all the China stuff and Russia invading Ukraine and a freaking pandemic, you know? And so the, all of this is throwing us all into fight, flight, or freeze. That's a coping mechanism. It's a primitive coping mechanism. And so how are we dealing with these collective traumas? And I think as a wife and a mother and somebody who cares for people and a Christian woman, I think it's really important to step back and realize that our responses to life, like our knee-jerk responses, are normally warped coping mechanisms. And yes, escaping to feel safe, escaping a situation to feel safe is a legitimate coping mechanism, but escaping into your phone, escaping into drug use, escaping into mommy culture wine stuff, like that's not a healthy escaping. Escaping into a church to bring silence in your life and pray and think clearly without the noise of the world, that is a healthy coping mechanism. And I just want to give encouragement to someone who may feel that they have like these quote unquote random bouts of depression and then they're fine or occasional bouts of anxiety. You have to remember that when we are triggered, and I know that phrase is used so much like trigger warning, you know, but it's, it's for real. Like when the, the trauma beast is poked, it can manifest in tons of ways. And if you don't have the ability to recognize it or at least recognize it pretty quickly, then you fall into this primitive state of fight, flight, or freeze. And your physiological response, your body does not know the difference between you walking into your kitchen and it being a disaster because the kids tried to make a meal and and there's stuff everywhere and that triggers you because you have control issues and all these things, or you being chased by a saber-toothed tiger. Like, like your chemical hormones don't know that, you know? So you have to be able to stop that biofeedback loop where your physiological response is there is a threat, there is a threat, fight, flight, or freeze. There is a threat, fight, flight, or freeze. And when you are able to break that cycle and say, no, I am safe. Everything is fine. I need to remove myself. And I'm honestly talking about that because right now, tonight, I was so snappy at my kids. So snappy. And I was angry and frustrated because I had plans for after bedtime and I'm currently solo parenting. And again, this episode is coming out way later than when I'm recording it. And so my husband is now home. Don't worry about safety. (laughs) Like I said, we might be in Spain by now. But we... When he's gone, it's like routine and accountability and all these things go out the window. I don't get moments to myself. And so I'm really looking forward to bedtime, not because my kids are terrible, but just because like I'm an adult who wants just to be able to think. So 
when I'm stressed and I'm stressed about him and the job he's doing and I'm stressed that he's not here and I'm stressed about, you know, moving to Spain, I start to find ways to distract myself from the stress instead of just heading on those emotions. And that becomes picking up my phone tons, then getting snappy at my kids for interrupting me whenever I'm on my phone. Um, It becomes not really communicating with the kids and then getting really mad when they're basically not reading my, my mind. It becomes me feeling very triggered. And this all goes back to my trauma of uh, when I feel like I'm not being listened to, you know, when I say something, I say something, I say something and nobody responds or acknowledges me or helps or whatever. So all of this to say, like, be aware that when you're feeling things of depression, when you're feeling things of anxiety, yes, there's going to be times and there's going to be people in your life that need a prescription, you know, and even my trauma therapist said like this, going through this is going to be really hard. Like you might need something to help you as we're unearthing this because it's going to be hard. But we were not born just like with birth control. We were not born with a deficiency in hormonal birth control. We were not born with a deficiency in synthetic brain chemicals. And it's something that I I want to bring to light because I don't want to glorify trauma and all that, but I also think we're over-therapized in this country. You should not need a therapist once a week, every week for the rest of your life. You should get a therapist that you mesh well, a therapist that is going to open up the wound, find the cancer, get clean margins and pull it out so that the wound can heal properly and you can move on as a fully functioning adult in society. That's just my opinion. But we also have a complete culture who who neglects the spiritual, neglects God, and and like God God has become a little bit of my therapist, right? And so some of the things that I've done and one, the reason why I put triggers and trauma for this title is I listened to a book and I think it's meant to be read, but I did it on audiobook. It's a pretty good audiobook, but it's meant to be read. I think like one chapter a day Sorry, for 30 days. And it talks about like common triggers for moms and like why they yell or whatever. And it was very interesting because some of them, they just blunt were like, hey, this one's on you. Like, you know, you're mad that your kids are doing X, Y, Z, but that's because you're being selfish or whatever. And it was, it was pretty eye-opening, some of those things, but it was also a wonderful read just to pull myself back and be like, okay, what I am reacting instead of responding to these children. And it's the same with anything, whether you're a mother or not. If you are reacting to your trauma, your triggers, your environment, situation around you, instead of responding, then that knee-jerk reaction is probably not going to be the healthiest of mechanisms because the your body is going to take the easiest way out and, and eventually you're just kicking that can down the road. So reading that book... Um, triggers and I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but reading the book triggers and knowing to go back to the basics whenever I start to feel myself spiral. Okay. So if there's an anxiety spiral, like, uh, my anxiety is manifesting as OCD right now. And the OCD is not like cleanliness or anything. 
it is that before I go to bed, I'm, I'm checking the locks like seven or eight times walking around. I touch the doorknob lock. I touch the deadbolt. I touch the chain lock, you know, like on every, and, and then I'll lay in bed and it'll be 10 minutes and I'll be like, did, did I really do that? Then I'll get up and do it again. And I'm realizing it's very compulsive. I don't have obsessive compulsive disorder, right? You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't do this all the time. It's triggered by the fact that my husband's not here and I'm anxious and I'm doomsday prepping, right? And for me, realizing things like inducing additional traumas into my life were not healthy. Watching news, the news is supposed to trigger something in you, right? It's supposed to trigger that response. Getting off social media setting clear boundaries and then adhering to those boundaries. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not doing a great job adhering to those boundaries. My little thing says like, you've had 15 minutes today. You need to get off. And I'm like, "Eh, remind me again tomorrow or whatever. So setting clear boundaries with that journaling, journaling has been insanely good for me because it's kind of like podcasting where I can talk myself. I can kind of come to my therapeutic conclusions on my own And so the way I journal is I just have this like, not leather bound journal, it's not fancy, um, but it's, you know, it's like fake leather looking. Um, And I take it to the chapel, I take it to confession. And I just, when I write, I write to, to Jesus, Jesus, like I am feeling really anxious right now. Please help me to understand what this trigger is and back up and realize that I need to slow down and respond instead of react. And Another thing is just going back to the basics. What extra things have I put on my plate that need to come off? Okay. Slow down and spend real time with real humans. You know, look your kids in the eye, hug them more, have a cry fest, but like realize that the things where you're like binge watching Netflix, that's a coping escape mechanism. And if we feel like we have to do that every night, we're trying to escape from something. You know, if you are harming yourself because that, then we, we know that that's, that's not a good thing. And that means you're trying to cope with emotional trauma with a physical outlet. And we need to figure out what that emotional trauma is and stop it. And for me, like I said, there's, Things like feeling out of control, um, feeling like I'm not being listened to, that really, like that I'm not being taken seriously, those really trigger me. And so I get into this fight or flight response. And children have the same thing too, because their little, like minds are not developed for them to be able to respond. But if We as adults also cannot respond. Instead, we're reacting. Then like we're just perpetuating this cycle. So prayer, silence, give yourself like three, just take like a three-day fast from social media, three-day fast from all secular media, just praise and worship music, uplifting homilies, whatever. Okay. Get a journal and write to Jesus 
and do your best to find silence in your day. And it's like that to me, again, personal experience, that to me has been so helpful with dealing with the fact that anytime I get on social media or the news, there is another like burning ball of fire heading towards the earth. School shootings, this, that, like it's all constant. And I don't know if it's just because news is so readily available now or if like the world is really legit just on fire, but it's all the time. And physiologically, like we can't handle that. So then we wonder why all of our hormones are all jacked up. Well, it's like because we're in a constant state of fight or flight. Of course, our body doesn't think fertility, like making sure that I'm fertile this month is a great idea if it thinks I'm being chased by a saber toothed tiger, (laughs) you know, and so this has an effect on every aspect of our life. And it's just something that's really not really talked about. And I don't want to glorify it. But the reality is we have all been subject, at least in the past three years, to some pretty intense collective trauma. (laughs) So we have to give ourselves a break, but like get back to the basics, have a conversation with God, sit in silence and let yourself be silent. Acknowledge every thought that comes into your head and then give it to God. You know what, God, that's a really good idea for a podcast episode, but right now I'm talking to you. So I'm not going to open my phone and write that down. I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm just going to give it back to you. And when I am of the mind that that episode needs to come to me, you'll bring it to me. You know what, God, I'm going to give that to you because I know that I need to meal plan, but that's not what I'm doing right now. Right now I'm embracing silence with you. Move it on. Okay. And, oh, and gratitude. Journal some gratitude, guys. That will change your life. Turn everything into a prayer. When you are folding laundry, I'm literally sick. When my husband's not here, I just pile up all the clothes on the side of the bed. Like, they're not that they're him. Like, I cuddle with it because I don't touch anything when I sleep. I sleep like stiff as a board. But when I am, when he's not here, I just push all the clothes on his side of the bed and I don't fold them, which honestly is probably contributing to the fact that I feel like everything is chaos because I've got mounds of clothes on my bed. But fold the laundry, pick it up, think of the person that you're folding it for and pray for them. Right? When you're cleaning a mirror, clean that mirror and repeat things back to you. I'm a child of God. God loves me and he doesn't want me to be anxious. You know, I'm casting all my worries onto him because I refuse to live in the past or in the future. I refuse to live. I I want to live in now with God. So this was, y'all know, I don't have notes for this stuff. I literally have like a podcast title and then I'm like, I'm feeling like I'm going to talk about this right now. And that's what happened. So, um, if you are struggling and you need help check out that trauma book, the triggers book, and feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at holy hot mess mom. And like, I'm here for lending some support because like I said, collective trauma people, 